You are now tuned to the Priority One Subspace Frequency, brought to you by Sayulita.com. Sayulita, the galaxy's premier shore leave destination. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Episode 108 of Priority One, recorded on Thursday, December 13th, 2012, via trekradio.net and published Monday morning for download on PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Adrian. I'm James. And I'm Elijah. You know, when I hear 108, all I think of is Helm 108, which is a line from Fifth Element. It That's right. Pops yes. in my head. I remember that. Helm 108. <laughs> hey, have you guys seen the new holiday art from Alex? I have. It's incredible. It's, cool. it's so clever, too. I mean, you really got to look because he put a lot of detail in there. Like, okay, Elijah, I know you caught your gloves. You're wearing Power Ranger gloves. But did you catch the scarves on each of us that they were the... Mm-hmm. Uh, did indeed. Yes. See, see, Adrian had the Ferengi scarf. I had mm-hmm. the Romulan scarf. You had the... See, so he got our secondary characters marked okay. in there. So yep. ever so cleverly. Yes. scarf, James. Yes. <laughs> you know what I loved about it best, though? Is he got the proportions right, finally. Like, I'm finally taller than both of you. We're not all, like, equal. It actually looks like the three of us standing together. Like, that's our sizes. I think he used one of the pictures from Vegas. I think we're in this exact same pose. You have red lipstick on your cheek as of though I kissed you on the cheek. It should have been on the other side. Is that from you? I See, I questioned. I didn't know who it was from. I, I put the question to him when he tweeted him to us. I said, hey, who kissed me? Because I noticed the lipstick on my cheek in the picture. So we have a great, adorable, snowy logo, and uh, you guys should check it out. It's on Facebook, as well as this wallpaper we're talking about that has the three of us getting all cutesy with a reindeer face on James, and it's great. It is. It's pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, what do we have this week, guys? This episode's Blank of the Week. We spotlight the new upcoming radio series, Making Waves in Our Community, which is Star Trek Starfinder. And we check out the gorgeous new screen-accurate TNG Com Badge, which is really nice. I'm kind of envious since I make Com Badges. In Stow News, we cover the Stow Gateway Beta, hit up some Stow Patches, and the Account Linking Update page, which has come across just recently, and our Project Rerun. And later, we'll open up Hailing Frequencies and see what we've got incoming from you guys. Captains, you should join us live on Trek Radio every Thursday night at about 5.30 Pacific Time. Feel free to interact with us using Trek Radio's built-in IRC chat client. Just visit trekradio.net and look under the community section. You know you guys have fun. Yeah, yeah. And we're always looking for new blog submissions from gaming and sci-fi aficionados. If you have an idea for an article and want your voice heard, send your submission to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. And all the submissions we receive for our show will be entered into this month's random drawing for 1,000 Zen. And this includes comments on our website, even, and emailed segment topics. And yeah, so feedback and other delicious entities you wish to send us, these all qualify for this drawing. Before we move on with the show, though, let's bring you a brief recap of what's going on at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Going into our recap, we have Behind the Lines, The Persistence of Memory by Declan Green, which is really cool. 
He's really taking off. I'm really proud of Declan. He's doing an awesome job with everything he's done so far. The Spirit of Trek. Give the gift of Trek this holiday season by Ceridium. Uh, Warrior's Way number six is out. That's the story anyway by Sargon. So check that out. Really good. Give a listen if you haven't yet to our Thanksgiving special that we put up, which is kind of a recap from our uh, Star Trek Las Vegas Reflections. It's really cool. You can find the link on our website. Also give a listen to our latest Trek It Out episode, which is up and it's featuring the wonderful writer for Star Trek novels, Christian Bayer. She is an awesome lady, super intelligent, and I had just a great time getting to sit in on the interview with her and Declan. So you guys got to hear all the stuff that's in there too. There's some really good little specials and stuff that's coming in there. And there's a lot of the inside information about being writer and how they do their process to come up with stories and how she ties it to what we've seen in tv shows and all that stuff it was really great lastly be sure to zip on over to the website and hear our latest special downloads and mobile ringtones if you guys want to hear elijah saying i'd pay 60 bucks for that you can get it or or 20 seconds of awesome chris watts theme music that's right our theme song is also there because we have a lot of love for the theme song so you can also download that as a ringtone well let's set course for this episode's blank of the week on screen. On screen. On screen. What place is this? I don't know. It's the blank of the week. We've got a good blank of the week for you. Actually, we've got two of them. Ah, this is very cool. A new screen accurate next generation com badge is coming at you. Up on StarTrek.com, there's a new butte. You want to beam up, but can't. You want to confer to Captain Picard, but you're missing something. Well, now that something, a Star Trek The Next Generation communicator badge, is almost within reach. QMX will offer the badge next year, but we thought we'd give you a first look right now. And the upcoming badge is extraordinarily screen accurate, as GMX crafted it using one of the only remaining sets of original molds, which were painstakingly restored in their artisan model shop. That restoration process enabled them to precisely replicate the prop shape and size. To perfect the colors, the design team studied an actual screen-used badge, and then QMX went where no badge maker had gone before. Rather than use painted resin, as was done on TNG, they rendered the replica props in gold and silver finish metal. So they look amazing. Finally, to finish off the piece, QMX added a short field magnet on the back, rather than a pin clasp which means that you don't have to ruin your costume when you stick it on or your clothes. Snap, it's done. It's great. Very, very great. Especially for people who don't want holes. In fact, actually, the fleet pins that James made for us are the same. Very, very cool. I love wearing them. The QMX Star Trek Next Generation Communicator Badge sells for $19.95. That's pretty affordable. QMX will accept pre-orders in the first quarter of 2013, but you can get on their waiting list, and those on the waiting list will have the first chance to pre-order. We'll put the link in the show notes. It's beautiful. It's super shiny and really, really just sharp. It's great looking. It's awesome stuff. So there's our first blink of the week, the TNG Com Badge. Check it out. QMX is Quantum Mechanics, for those of you who do not know. They are a company that specializes in making props and things like this. So uh, just in case you guys don't know who QMX is. Ah, cool, cool. There's a link on the site, too, if you want to click on it to find out more about QMX and the things that they make, which are very nice. Very nice. Okay, we got link of the week number two. Okay, so this is really cool. I've been keeping an eye on it, and recently I was talking with the creator, and I wanted to give you guys an update. So Star Trek Starfinder, this is an awesome radio play series. 
It's making its waves in the community and it's new. It's called Star Trek Starfinder and its premiere is coming to us this Christmas. That's really soon. They've been working on it for a while now and this is set in the Star Trek universe and it's got about 11 episodes per season. It has a really strong team behind it. George Silby, AKA Chooch99, who's also known as GK, is the writer, creator, and director of Star Trek Starfinder. He's a Foundry author and staff writer for Subspace Radio as well. Though Starfinder isn't affiliated with Subspace Radio, it will be syndicated on it as well as on other sites and channels. The story sounds really interesting and it has an unusual twist. This ship's captain is actually artificial intelligence, AI. And I haven't seen that done before. And in fact, I think that's just really, really cool. It's a cool way of bringing us back into the Star Trek universe. I like that. As reported by the article on Subspace Radio, the outline of the series is as follows. The Starfinder is an Odyssey-class starship, top of the line, same class as the new Enterprise F, which uh, recently launched. Her captain is an AI synced from a large synthetic brain hooked into the ship's computer core. She interacts as a hologram. She's sent to explore a mysterious region of space called the Outback, which was previously unreachable due to subspace anomalies that recently and mysteriously cleared up. And along the way, a rogue Dominion group that defected are allowed to come aboard as crew. Trust and loyalty are tested as this unorthodox crew battle Tholians trying to claim the Outback, as well as uh, mysterious aliens, locals, called the Warmonks. So you can imagine the work going into this. The voices, talent, and production include friends of the creator, the executive producers, Johnner, also known as Scott Lowry, and Jen, also known as Stephen Trent, and 20 cast members, including recurring Don Burrito and Kestra from Tribbles and Ecstasy. Paul Dennis of Primetime UGC plays the counselor, starting in episode two. And this is a child of the foundry, as GK calls it, the creator. And as you see, it's a real community effort and super cool collaboration. If you want to check it out, like their page on Facebook and follow them at uh, www.facebook.com slash Star Trek Starfinder, all one word. The Facebook site will keep you updated on new releases and more. If you want to catch even more, check out the discussion and hear a preview clip of the show on the Star Trek Online forum in 10 Forward. You can find that in the information and discussion section. The thread is titled, Announcing Star Trek Starfinder. So check it out. There's a lot of really cool background information and fun chats going on in that discussion area as well. Jump on over to Facebook, Star Trek Starfinder. That's what you want and give them a like and spread the word. We're really looking forward to this and totally given our all to supporting this project. It's great and we're really excited. So there you go. This is Star Trek Starfinder coming at you Christmas this year. Do you have something you think the Stowe community would enjoy knowing about? Submit your suggestions to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Your submissions will be entered into our random monthly drawing, and you could win 1,000 zen. So let's head on over and see what happened in this week's Stowe News. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. To start off Stow News, Monday saw the launch of the STO Gateway Beta for Holodeck. This is the web-based interface that allows you to access your captain's information like current gear, devices, boffs, layouts, current ship, etc., etc. on your tablet, computer, or mobile phone. Now, this is not a downloadable app, but it is accessible through your browser of any device. This is a much improved version of the old captain's database, which was terribly underdeveloped when the game first came out. Didn't really offer very much functionality. It wasn't good looking in any way, shape, or form. This, however, has some great UI, but it is buggy. 
Some captains can't view their loaded gear. Stance won't show. For some, they can't even access anything. But perhaps the biggest gripe is that once you approve, right, once you authorize the gateway for your browser, for your device, you can edit the URL to access another player's gateway. Now, this is stirred up on the forums, and players believe this to be a significant privacy issue. Now, you can only see energy credit and dilithium totals on your own, right, when you view your own profile. But when others view your profile, they cannot see those type of stats, that kind of information like energy credit or dilithium. Still, players are concerned that being able to view another person's gear and loadouts can have adverse effects on gameplay. Brandon has responded with the following. Based on feedback, we plan on providing a way to allow you to hide your character's profiles so they won't be able to be seen by others, if you so choose. Please watch patch notes for this update. So, what do you guys think? Do you think that being able to view another person's gear is a detriment to somebody else's game experience? Is it a violation of no. player privacy? No, I think I can usually tell what someone has right away, even if I don't mm. see what they've got in their, their bag, so to speak. Because it's, it's about Not how they necessarily. play. You'll see the way that they play. They have a certain style, and you can generally get an idea pretty quick of what they have. Yeah, but you can't tell deflectors from how they play. Right, exactly. I don't think it'd be a good thing because that's just going to spill your setup. And some people really like protective of their setup, especially if they got a really effective one. And that's kind of really the only thing we have left when you have a game that's built around balance. So where there's always going to be something to counter something else, the only real element you have is surprise. And if you take away the element of surprise, I think this game would become very predictable and boring. Yeah, well, but true. people have been playing for a while. They know the, the tech well enough they know what's in everybody's bag well enough that you can kind of figure out what somebody's combo is the secret is not essential more so it's good that you know how to use these things right you right the I mean? tactics behind it have. i agree i agree the tactics behind it because you know you can have the best gear but if you don't know your ass from your elbow on how to use it then it makes no difference i respect the fact that gamers want to keep their loadouts private and i think it's important to provide that option for me personally i love that this is a first step but I really want to see this develop more. I really, really do. I, desperately. I'd love to see a built-in skill builder, like one that you can find in Stow Academy. Stow Academies is fantastic. Elliot and I were exchanging builds the other day. Elliot brought up the point that, you know, it'd be really nice to see consoles, too, to see how the consoles are affecting your ability. So I'd love to see if Star Trek Online develop that. Maybe include a skill builder, a test environment, and include console modifiers and boff layouts. Right, and how those affect your overall output. Right now, the accurate layout when viewing the officer stations in your ship is wrong. Right now, powers are out of order and don't reflect your specific ship's permissible boff layout. So, for instance, in, in a Chimera, the Universal is Lieutenant Commander, I believe. I'm trying to remember. But I could see like all four of the powers. And I'd like to, when I log on, not only have the powers in order from ensign to commander but also be able to view which power is not available and again you know the the biggest thing is the privacy and i hope that they offer players the ability to disable it and you know i think they hear that feedback and it's legitimate why not well you know if enough people say that they just don't like it then that's fine i personally don't care if it was private or not but they should always go based off of the popular opinion i think for like the pvp boot camp if this starts functioning better by the time the PvP bootcamp comes out that Sargon has spearheaded, this will be a great tool because they can easily share the link and see what kind of layout somebody else has. But again, for those players that don't want it, having that option I think is very important. And I think they hear that. Mm -hmm. I think Cryptic hears that and is going to work on doing it. And I just really hope that they develop more on this gateway, not just yeah. in the hopes of getting a DOF game where we can take remotely. I think we've expressed that desire already. 
but other little functionality things like a test skill builder or uh, that includes console modifiers and boff layouts, et cetera, et cetera. Now, they've got a long way to go with it. I just think it's really cool that they finally got it going because we've been waiting a long time for this interface that lets us connect to the game in many ways. Um, does that show so accolades? I don't remember. It does show accolades, yeah. yeah. But see, now that's useful because everyone always wants to show off their accolades. and you know, that's, yeah. There's no good way to display them, but that's a good way to let people go see what you got. One of the big bugs for me right now is I don't see my traits and that's something I would really like to see and share. I'm starting to try to get more into theory crafting. I'm really looking forward to the PvP bootcamp so that it can whoop my butt into shape. And then we can provide better segments, for instance, the best layouts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, translate that to our audience. So I really hope they flesh out the bugs because if we can see traits, if we can see what our consoles are doing to those traits, I think it will just make it very easy for us to share information without issue. So what else have we got, James? Account linking. So now Cryptic's promotional account linking period has ended, and linking is now mandatory, folks. That's right. You must. You must do this. If you have not linked your account yet, you will need to do so in order to continue playing Star Trek Online or even signing into the website for that reason. So please follow the instructions carefully because it is a little tricky. I did it back when they ran the first promotion, and even then, it was not very intuitive. I'll put it that way. It is a little tricky, but you got to get it done, so just do it. You don't want to end up like executive producer Elliot Tan. Okay, the poor guy couldn't access his forum account for like weeks um, because he didn't get it done. We have links in our show notes, so just go over, get your accounts changed over if you haven't, so you can keep playing with us, please. Hopefully you guys took advantage. I know there was a lot of, no, I don't want to transfer my accounts to Perfect World. We're being assimilated. But, yeah, they offered us some pretty decent rewards, so why not? I took it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to do it anyway. Might as well get a prize, you know? Uh (laughs) (laughs) True. We got Featured Project Rerun. For some reason, I want to say Project Runway, but uh, (laughs) Project Rerun. (laughs) Now until around 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on January 17th next year. Previously run fleet starbase and embassy featured projects are available for fleets to slot and complete. If your fleet has missed out on a past project, now is your chance to upgrade the interiors of your holdings. Once the rerun is complete, our 12th starbase featured project, followed by our third embassy featured project, will become available. There's still a significant voice of players concerned with the demanding resources required to run these projects. Some believe the project should be scaled according to the size of the fleet, but I have to agree with Phyrexian Hero. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He replied to a comment suggesting that scaling fleet development would be easy to abuse. And he writes, have to say one to five people cheaply get a base up to max level and then invite hundreds more to get it. So what is the solution? What about a fleet star base that's not fully equipped? Why don't smaller fleets just bite the bullet and join larger, more established feats? Is there a solution? Fleet Admiral James? Sure. Yeah, there's a great solution. Join my fleet. <laughs> that's that's always been my advice is join larger fleets. You know, the whole point of the game yeah, is to yeah, be in larger yeah. fleets. Yeah. I know there are some guys out there it's just like, no, it's me, my five buddies, do or die. Fine. But you can't stick to this. No, it's only the five of us forever and then cry about the fact that, well, five of us can't get it done because if you really want to be part of the Star Trek universe, we all know that five people can't build a whole damn starbase, okay? We have five hundred people and it still takes plenty of time. So to join a larger fleet. We've absorbed smaller fleets. We've done that. Our fleet's absorbed, I think, two smaller fleets in the past. And it's not its not a bad thing. This is a question that applies to a lot of players. And there are a lot of players in the world, in the Stowe universe. And the company should allow for this variety of interests. 
And this isn't the first time I've heard somebody say this. So I wouldn't say, hey, everybody join my fleet. There is actually a issue here that it needs a solution, a company solution. I agree with Phyrexian Hero, though. I think it would be abused. I think that's what well, would happen. Well, no, well, it depends on what they do. If abuse. they scale, yeah, of course it's going to abuse because then, you know, if it's scaled for five players, oh, boom, I get to tier five. Everybody come. But, yeah, something has to be addressed at corporate, at the company level. I got it. Here's what you do, okay? They offer a different starbase for the smaller fleets, okay? You have the, the series that we go through, which works you all the way up to the big tier five starbase. Why don't they offer for smaller fleets? They can make a mechanic in there that says if you have under X amount of numbers in your fleet, what you do is you get a smaller starbase. You can get it cheaper for less stuff, but it's a smaller starbase. It's smaller. It has less features than the larger starbase. It doesn't have as many officer stations or different things that you can earn in the big starbases. But it's smaller. It only gets to a certain size because it's for a smaller fleet, and it offers less features. But you can get it cheaper. That would be a way they could do it. It's really about the rewards, though. It's about the rewards. It's not about the features. It's about what I can get at the starbase. And right now, at these starbases, I can go in and get a fleet ship. Now, if you're going to tell a fleet of one to five, you can't get that same ship, there's going to be hell to pay. So no, 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 I, no. I'm not saying they can't get like fleet ships or advanced and elite fleet weapons and things like that. No, no. Those things would be offered at the higher tiers because you'd still have so many tiers for the smaller starbase. And they'd still have to go through those. It's just that... Each tier is cheaper. It's more cheap for smaller people. And when the starbase is done, it's not this big grand starbase. It's a smaller starbase with less of the starbase features. And I'm not talking about the ones that need to be standard for a fleet, like fleet ships, fleet weapons, fleet so on. I'm talking about stuff like the bartender or the costume tailor or something like that. You know what I mean? The little things, the Vulcan bridge officer guy and the Tellery bridge officer guy and all the different... I mean, we have a hundred you know, features on these damn star bases. You just cut some of those out. You just say, well, they'll still have to go to Earth Space Dock to do this or that or whatever because they have a smaller base. But all the fleet essentials like fleet weapons, fleet ships, will still be offered but at the higher tiers of the smaller base. All right, I could Does that make that. sense? Yeah, that, that's a lot of uh, computer additions to the server. Oh, there. sure. You have to add a whole new star base with five tiers. That's pretty much the only way you could do it where it wouldn't be abusable. Do you see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? It's, it's really the only way to offer yeah, it that's not abusable. I, do. I don't think it's the only way, though. But right, I mean, right, it's, right. it's one way to do it. I don't know what people would think about it. but Because really, those features are conveniences that can be accessed at any other hub, any player community hub. So... I could see that. I could see something like that being a fair transition. However, again, like I said, the rewards, if they started, you know, holding back rewards from smaller fleets, like, oh, I can't get my fleet advanced escort. No, 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 that's not fair, obviously. But no matter what, something's got to be done at the programming level and content design level and systems level to help accommodate the smaller fleets, the five friends that want to stick together and have their fleet and play in Star Trek Online. Well, Madwolf yeah. says add an eighth rank where people can join a fleet as an exchange member but only have access to the fleet projects. So there's another way to do it. I'm sure there's a hundred solutions, you know what I mean? There's but more than the one trick way to is making cat. Oh, absolutely. There's always going to be. The trick is making it so that it's not abusable. That's the right. only thing. That's the big trick. You know, make one that's not abusable. But there, there will be compromise, though, no matter what. You know what I want to know? I want to know what tier the internal fleet is. Because I remember when we first reported on fleet starbases and they were testing out the whole progression... They said that they were doing an internal fleet testing, right? That it was real game, real time on holodeck, and they were offering incentives or whatnot. So I wonder how they're doing internally. Are they feeling the same stress being a fleet of 10 or 15 or 20 as opposed to a fleet of 100 or 150? Or, yeah, 100, 150. All right. So uh, what else? What do we got next? 
patch notes. That's what we got. Patch notes. Winter-related, mostly. The winter jacket can now display the fleet emblems, which is awesome. They added a mini-queue to the gazebo uh, who can handle the bank, mail, and exchange needs. Federation characters can now purchase a purple Nanopulse Batleth, and KDF characters can now purchase a purple Nanopulse Lurpa. Okay, moving on from that, there was an increase in the number of holiday collectibles received with a critical success on the holiday duty officer assignments. Automatic disqualification when using Cheater's Corner during a Fast and the Furious race. I have no idea what that's about, but that's pretty funny. And added a trade-in store to the GPL conversion unit that will allow you to exchange winner Epoch pets for Romulan marks. Yay! So that was pretty much the important stuff. Anything that was noteworthy, so to speak. So have you guys had the so James? You have not had the opportunity of logging into the winter. Adrian, have you had the uh, the nope. ability? I um. I see the cute little Epos running around with their scarves. It's so cute. It's been a fun little week. I mean, I don't. I really don't spend a lot of time in there. I go in. I do the one race for the forty autographed Q headshots because I'd like to get the Breen ship just to have it in my back pocket. I'm definitely not in there for a while. I mean, you know, if I just so happen to be there for the snowman event, then cool. But I got my purple Lurpa. I got my purple Batleth. I got a jacket, which was styled for women. But hey, you know, it's a good-looking jacket. So, um, it's, so it's right on you. Yeah. The jackets look good. They do. They the do jackets look, look really, really good. good. Other than that, they're nice improvements to last year's winter event. So I'm happy with them for the way it turned out and what it's for. And that's about it. One of the guys from Gates that I was Skyping with said that uh, he, he jumped into the winter fest and sees two Gorn having a snowball fight. <laughs> or frolicking, as he put it. Frolicking in the snow. Is there anything even special about the Breen ship? I mean, looks-wise, yeah. I'm not interested. looks like I don't think it's that cool a ship or anything, but like, what are the special features? Is there like a console or anything? What's the deal yeah, about it? It's a cruiser, but a faster cruiser, 13 degree per second. Hull strength, 36,000. Crew, 650. Four, four weapons and four aft weapons. Three device slots. One Ensign Universal. So four tactical consoles, three engineering consoles, three science consoles, a 13 degree per second turn rate, plus 10 power to weapons, plus five power to engines. This sucker can load cannons, and it's got the Breen Energy Dissipator Universal Console, and what that does, it knocks out your uh, subsystems, a single subsystem offline for a short while, and plus a bunch of other stuff. We covered it last week. There were some people who have been having issues with the grinding aspect of getting the free Breen ship. What grinding? The grinding that you need to do in order to get a lot of the free stuff for the winter and oh, the you know, like the other stuff, these new releases. Yeah, kind of everything has has felt like a very long grind to a lot of people, even though they're very grateful for all the things to do. Like you'd have to do the winter snow stuff a lot, and it kind of got old after a while. Yeah, well, and that's how it felt last year. I felt like I was just doing ice race over and over, and and that's kind of why I wasn't. I looked at it all again this year, and I went. I mean, the snowball thing sounded kind of fun. The snowball guns and all that. I know they added some new things, but. I just looked at it and I said, is there really anything there that I feel like going and grinding for? Because I'm already grinding for my reputation system, I'm grinding for my starbase, I'm grinding for all these other things. It's like, do I really want one more thing to add to my daily grind? Because right now I can get online, spend 30 minutes in game, and do all the grinding I need for a day to have everything I need for my reputation and my starbase. And I don't feel like I'm like, oh, I'm so locked in this game to just keep things going on a daily basis. You see, in ter- you know? in, with respect to the winter event, you got to dig in the snow piles to be lucky if you find anything. 
and it's the same race, but the race for the green ship is once a day, right? You can only do it every 20 hours. It's a daily grind, but not a grind yeah, I have to spend I'm already... four hours doing. I'm not fishing. I'm not fishing in the same lake for four no, hours. No, but that's, just to that's get all some... I'm saying is, is I already have two or three other daily grinds. I don't want to add a fourth, especially for something I don't find, like I said, I don't find particularly special. The green ship to me is kind of eh. You know what I mean? It, it just so. I mean, if it was a ship that I thought was really cool, if they if they put something there that I thought was like, oh my god, I'd be grinding for it. But to me, I was like, I really don't have an interest in that ship. So I was like, uh, that's not worth the grind to me. So I moved on. I'm sure there's a lot of other people that are like, dude, that ship's the cat's meow, and I'm gonna grind my butt off for it, and that's fine. Good, more power to them. Just for me, it just, I didn't see anything that was like, uh. Well, you already got your uh, ship. You yeah. already like what you have. I'm not trying to put it down. I think it's a great event. I think they did a lot of work. I think it's really cool and fun, and, and it's great for those people who are interested. I'm just saying that for me, it didn't hold anything special this year. That's all. It just For me, I was like, uh, I'm busy doing Dude. all these other things. I'll pass. That's but all. But there were cool things. A lot of new stuff came into play. I, that's what I said. I mean, did I not just say time. that? I just said that. <laughs> I just I said there wasn't for saying I don't like it cuz I got my vest. I didn't I never once said I don't like it. I just said I didn't the brain ship was not special enough for me to do it. I didn't <laughs> say I didn't like it and say okay. hate it. It's all so fine. So only the brain. Okay, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I think it's really cool all the new winter fun that they've added. So, it's really cool. I just know there's a lot of grindy stuff and I barely have time as it is in addition to my job. So, I'm like, ah, trying to find time and I want to get this, I want to get that, but I'm only have one day or like a handful of hours to get something done and it would be great to be able to to do like those kind of back-to-back grinds that made popular by SquareSoft. <laughs> There's the fun grinding where you don't mind putting in some hours back to back or even maybe at most a couple days, but like it's really hard with full-time jobs to like do Listen, that and get everything out of the rest of the game. At least I'm not freaking fishing, okay? At least I'm not freaking fishing. And as long as I don't have to fish in this game, I'm okay. All right? If I have to kill <laughs> if I have to kill Borg every day, I'm cool with that. If I have to race for a little while, I'm cool with that. But if you start putting fishing in this game, I'm going to have a freaking problem. All right, moving on. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and uh, open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming? Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See? We are getting to know each other. And welcome to feedback. Our first piece of feedback comes from the Stowe Forums from Captain Merzan. He says, good show. I thank you for receiving my thoughts on last week's uh, show with the constructive thoughts it was meant to keep up the good work well thank you we appreciate it and we always like constructive feedback anything we can do to make the show better i mean we always try and make a good show for everybody but we can't always make a show for everybody because some people just want to hear the news and the facts very straight others want us to have fun and goof off a little bit we do our best to try and get everything across and still have a little fun for those who want it so uh, we our make next a spicy piece comes... meatball. Exactly. Our next piece comes from Azurian Star, which is also from the Stowe Forums. He says, felt like a long time since episode 106. Guess season 7 really is keeping us busy. We lose track of time. Huh. Well, PvP boot camp is interesting, so I hope it works out. Now Cryptic needs to do is make some much-needed balancing and add some new maps and open PvP and territorial PvP, and people might start playing again. Well, I think they're working on a lot of that, so you might get your wish pretty soon. PriorityOnePodcast.com got some feedback, too. Sean Newboy, chorus, you guys are not. Oh, we sounded really nice. We liked our our Slay Bell song. (laughs) We did have to do it about a million times, though, to get it right. But 
There's a reason Thanks, I was absent. <laughs> Just saying. So we got another one from Hippie John. He says, always look forward to hearing your shows. You guys obviously have fun and bring that energy to the shows. I do have to agree with the feedback you read at the end of the show in that sometimes it does seem like you're reading the Stow News to us when you could just tell us that the information is there and where to find it. What I would love to hear more of is your opinions, good and bad, regarding the news when it drops, have discussions regarding the pros and cons of things that are happening in the game, and help inform both the casual and hardcore player base how it's going to affect them. And tell James to stop missing shows. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> Hippie though. John. Oh my god, it's not my fault. Stop it. No, really, my work schedule is phenomenally busy during the holidays. It's, it's due to my job, so I'm terribly sorry if it makes you all feel better. I worked my butt off the last week. I'm talking 15-hour days for 10 days straight, okay? So I'm sorry for missing the shows, guys. Honestly, trust me, I'd rather be here doing this than out there doing my job, so just saying. So we got a last one from UCAN from the website says, outerwear for men covers from left to right, whereas women's equivalent covers from right to left. The winter jackets are set in women's styles for both genders. But uh, you know what? I didn't notice it, and it doesn't bother me too much, I guess. I want my female android is what I want. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming to us from Twitter. Again, thank you to everyone who retweeted this week. Tumor Boy says, Tumor Boy the dev, I know we're not supposed to make disparaging remarks about our players, but at Still Priority One, you are terrible singers. You know what, Tumor Boy? <laughs> Whatever. I did like you. Wasn't me. All right. Well, thank you so Wasn't much. Me. It's good to know that uh, the good old folks over at Cryptic uh, continue to listen to Priority One and hopefully will continue to listen despite our singing efforts. Thank you, everyone, for your feedback. We hope to hear from you. Again, you can reach us at incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Look for us on the forums every Monday morning when we post the show on the Star Trek Online forums. Send us your feedback there as well. And we look forward to hearing from you. Remember, any piece of feedback you leave in any of the venues will be submitted to this month's drawing for 1,000 zen. All right, guys. It's that time. It is that time. Well, that wraps up episode 108, broadcast live from trekradio.net. Remember, we are on the air every Thursday night at 8.30 Eastern and 5.30 Pacific time. We will be getting some amazing feedback from you guys next week, at least if you want a thousand zen, we will be getting amazing feedback. If you don't, then I guess we won't be getting some amazing feedback. So go ahead and send it to us, because then at least you get a chance at a thousand zen. So you'll have fun. And we have a good time with our live audience. Our next comic arc is set to release this December, so keep an eye open for Alex Calderwood's Priority One comics on our website, www.priorityonepodcast.com, and Facebook. Be sure to catch up with the comics via our website. We are always looking for your suggestions for any part of our show or even our website. You can submit your ideas and questions via email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com, Facebook, or Twitter. We are on Facebook, as he just said, so head on over to www.facebook.com slash PriorityOnePodcast and say howdy, y'all. Or you can check us out on Twitter via uh, Still Priority One. You can check out Showtimes and other cool stuff as well. To have your Foundry missions featured on the show, send in the name of your mission, a brief description, and your at handle to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Or you can use our online submission form at our website, PriorityOnePodcast.com. We've shifted our Foundry reviews to a video format. We'll be playing through the mission with its author and posting them on our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash StowPriorityOne. That's S-T-O Priority One. Our first video playthrough is up now. Head on over and check it out. We've got another one coming up very soon. 
please head on over to PriorityOnePodcast.com and hit that donate button. Or if you're an Amazon shopper, take a look at our Amazon affiliate store on the sidebar of the website and support the show while you shop. Also, our add-on for your Chrome or Firefox browser. It's an extension that you can add so that anytime you shop on Amazon, it automatically adds our affiliate program. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is at no additional charge to you. Anytime you make a purchase, Amazon gives us a, a percentage, and this money goes to the general maintenance of the site, keeping the site going, having the server running, adding new features to it. If we have to purchase plugins or software or whatnot, links, of course, are in the show notes, or you can head on PriorityOnePodcast.com and under Channels, hover over Channels, and in the download section, you can click on your relevant browser. It's free for you, and it's the holiday season. I'm sure everybody's going to be doing a lot of shopping. It's a nice way of supporting us, so thank you very much. We would like to thank everybody who came to listen tonight in the live chat room. We'd like to thank our entire team over at PriorityOnePodcast.com, our executive producer, Elliot Tan, our production assistant and art director, Alex Calderwood, our audio engineer, Lennon Rich, and the composer of our awesome theme music, Chris Watts. Special thanks to our sponsors, Sayulita.com, our syndication partners, Subspace Radio, Trek Radio, and the Trek Radio live crew who keeps us coming loud and clear to you every night on Thursdays. And, of course, the Stowe community, without you guys, this would all be for naught. So thanks for listening. True. We'll we see will you next see week. all next week. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Engage. What Darth Darth says? Did Adrian just say what? Shibel? Shiba? How do you pronounce that? That's Shiza? a weird squiggle. Shiza? Shiza? Yes, I did say Shiza. I did. Is that how you say that weird B symbol? Shiza? Oh, no. Well, no. You know what Shiza means, right? Yes, yeah, I do. Crap. In German. In Ger- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. Just so you know. It feels right. It just feels right. It just. Feels just right. Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes <laughs> when you got a BM, it does feel right. You know what I'm saying? Except, uh, Except I didn't kiss you on the lips. Except your hand was in my... Right. What? I, mean, I didn't kiss you on the cheek <laughs> with red lipstick. <laughs> your hand was in my... What? <laughs> one winner. One winner? Only one? I thought we had two. I thought we had at least two. No, we had one. Just one? Okay. Well, no, send one. it in, guys. You guys can be number two. So, uh, let's see. Our recap for the week, we had Behind the Lines... Um, which was the. Pers- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you heard it too. You heard it too. What was it? It was I like did. you guys could be, be number. You guys can be number two. And I was uh, like, wait a minute, <laughs> James. Uh, James, it's not respectful. <laughs> when have I ever been respectful? <laughs> you guys can be shysa. You, <laughs> you no. could be the shysa. No, you could be number two. Going into our recap, we have Beline, uh <laughs> Let's uh, export, shall we, everybody? Mm-hmm.
Everybody, everybody. If your fleet has miffed, missed, miffed. <laughs> uh, they added a mini Q to the gazebo uh, who can handle the bank mail. Gazebo, and gazebo, which, uh, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate it? It's gazebo, gazebo, whatever. I've Made never heard tomorrow. anybody no, say gazebo. It's gazebo. <laughs> never heard wow. anybody say Wow, you're a gazebo? I didn't gazebo. know you're a gazebo. Gazebo. My gazebo. I'm proud. <laughs> if anybody gets that reference, I'll be impressed. You stole my anyway. gazebo.